0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the pilot principle the podcast where we disassemble the pilot and see if the pieces are interesting enough to make us continue with the series or at least the second episode before we go any further i just want to give a quick shout out to the new followers and listeners hello how are you thank you for joining me here on the pilot principle i hope you're having a good time if you have any suggestions on any shows that you want me to have a look at do a review of disassemble decimate what have you just drop me a comment over on threads instagram and twitter slash x at pilot principle this week we are diving into something a bit different here as we'll be breaking down the pilot episode of bbc3's supernatural drama series domino day When it comes to analysing the pilot episode, I like to take a look at plot, character, pace, lay some random claims for what I think the serial arc is going to be and talk about the highs and lows of the pilot episode before answering that all important question of whether or not I shall be continuing with the series. So with that all said, let us kick things off with a pilot synopsis as provided by BBC Three. Lone witch Domino Day dates to feed, but is soon tracked by a mysterious local coven. I think that was a good synopsis. I think it really hits the nail on the head there. We've got our principal character Domino Day and in the synopsis, we learn that she's a witch. We learn that she's a lone witch. We learn that she needs to feed and that she's been tracked. So yeah, I think that's a really good synopsis. I mean, I've got questions on how and why a witch needs to feed. I had to literally double check a few times that they didn't mean to say that Domino Day was a vampire, but I suppose all will be revealed in the pilot episode or in the course of the series. Before we run full steam ahead and get talking about that pilot episode, let us take a deep dive, no, no, a shallow dive, a shallow dive into the credits. I always say this, I always say that I'm going to try to not go and spend too long talking about all the actors and what they've been in and this that and the other but i do it anyway i do it anyway and i can't help it okay i just find it really interesting and there's just so much to say to start with there is sadly no pilot title for the pilot episode of domino day that's fine let's move on to episode length and we have a kushji 43 minutes that is my sweet spot you've hit me in my sweet spot here domino day ah yeah perfect Absolutely perfect. I'm out here feeling like Goldilocks. You know, it's not too long, it's not too short. It's just right. Mm. Then we've got a series. <laughs> then we've got a series length of six episodes. Now, the pilot episode of Domino Day was written by Lauren Sekira. And Lauren Sekira is also the creator of the series. Now in terms of their writing credits, Sekira hasn't done much but she has written an episode of The Dumping Ground, Kiss Me First and two episodes of Gangs of London. I really enjoyed that first series of Gangs of London, like if you just like a good well-produced polished action drama series then you need to check this out. I mean it's kind of like if you watch The Continental from the world of John Wick sorry i'm laughing because i really could not stand that series for various reasons and if you're interested in knowing why feel free to check out the episode i did on that series but my point is that um gangs of london is everything that the continental from the world of john wick was not and that and that's all i'm gonna say on that let's move on to talking about the director for the pilot episode of domino day and i'm gonna try very hard to get this right it's an icelandic name i believe and so the director is ava Sigurd. Adotir. That's, I'm gonna one and done that. I'm <laughs> Not gonna try and butcher it any further. Now, in terms of what they have directed in the past, Ava has mostly done shorts, actually. So they have directed a short called Rainbow Party and Cut, but they did direct a series called Vizianir. I will say as well, looking at Ava's IMDB page, that they have also worked behind the scenes in film and television and they used to be a floor runner and junior production coordinator and production assistant good for you good for you climbing the ranks and now being a director ava moving on to cast and i'm going to try i promise i'll try very hard to speed through this so first we have sienna kelly who plays our main character domino and kelly hasn't done too much in the realms of film and television she has starred in vanity fair adult material and hit and run. i have actually seen vanity fair. it was an itv series. see i can't help myself. this is where i end up spending so much time in the credit section because i just want to like allow you to get to know me a little bit about what i've watched and what i haven't watched. so sue me. okay moving on. then we have purcell ascot who is also one of our main cast members and ascot plays a character called leon. Ascot has recently starred in the Netflix film, I believe, I Came By. And he's also been in episodes of Doctor Who, The Innocents, Shiro's Story, the film The Weekend, the series Wizards vs. Aliens, and the series Youngers. He was also, back in the day, which you may know if you're a Brit who spent a lot of time on the YouTube, part of a trio known as Mandem on the Wall with Javan Wade and Dee Cartier. And yeah throwback. I think it was like a comedy thing. I just, I have vague recollections of Mandem on the wall, but there were three guys who sat on the wall and like said funny things as people walked by. And then they inceptioned these characters Mandem on the wall into the series Youngers, which I used to also watch. It was quite a good time. Um, And oh, (laughs) another facts for you. Ascot, Wade and Cartier also started the business wall of comedy and they've got like a million followers on instagram and that's all i'm gonna say on him okay moving on we also have sam howard sneed who plays silas he doesn't have much on his filmography he's just been in a couple of shorts clarity and chaos and the children okay i'm gonna whiz through the rest i promise next we have alicia bailey who plays kat and she has starred in doctor who chewing gum and save me babiri bakilwa plays sammy and she has starred in dreaming whilst black we hunt together and aki and saltfish and no can't out myself <laughs> dreaming while black i watched the pilot episode of was really good and then got picked up for a full series i believe also on bbc3 and akian saltfish is a throwback for anyone if you know you know let's just say that on akian saltfish if you know you know okay moving on next we have poppy lee fryer who plays jerry and fryer has starred in mr selfridge eve in my skin Ackley Bridge, where she played Missy. Ackley Bridge, what a time to be alive. I used to really enjoy that show. It is a Channel 4 series. I think it's still going, but may have finished. I stopped after Missy's character left the series. Um, Actually, I might maybe watch one series afterwards, but it's about um, an integrated, diverse school in, I want to say Birmingham. Really interesting watch. Go and check it out. I'm sure it's on 4 On Demand or 4 iPlay or whatever it's called. Finally to say about Fryer is that she will be playing Emily Bronte in The Brontes. I'm not sure what this is, if it's a film, if it's a TV series, if it's going to be a play, but you know, keep your ears open for that. Next we have Molly Harris who plays Jules and Harris has starred in episodes of Industry, Artemis Fowl and Baptiste. We already know that I love the series Baptiste on here. Artemis Fowl, I did read the books growing up. I know that they came out with the series, never ended up watching it. And finally, we have Jonah Reskiewicz who plays Jason and rescuewitz has been in Masters of the Air, Death on the Nile and The Dig. That's it. I'm done. No apologies. Let's keep going. As I said, Domino Day can be watched on BBC Three and they are showing episodes weekly on Wednesdays at like 9pm. Or alternatively, all episodes are currently available on BBC iPlayer if you live in the UK. Okay, we're done. Let's keep going to what made me want to watch Domino Day. Well, I actually only heard about Domino Day not that long ago. I want to say like two weeks ago. And the kinds of dramas that come out on BBC Three are geared towards a younger audience. They're a bit more risky in terms of the genres or themes that you see. They're not those sort of glossy, stereotypical BBC One type programs. And by that, I mean, they're not police focused, (laughs) for one, starring middle-aged white men and women for two. They, yeah, they take a bit more risk on BBC Three. Like I said, it's catered towards more of a younger audience. And I haven't reviewed anything that has come out on BBC Three yet on the pilot principle. So if not now, when? Another thing that drew me towards Domino Day is the fact that it's supernatural. I have been wanting to watch something supernatural-ish for a while and it's supernatural and it's British. So I thought, why the heck not? How are they gonna do this? I mean, I never watched What We Do in the Shadows or the other one with the guy from Dark and the guy who nearly played Doctor Who. So <laughs> I didn't watch that one either. Somebody was a vampire and someone was a werewolf, I wanna say on that show. If you know the show I'm talking about, drop a comment when you see the teaser for this episode is out. On my Instagram because I cannot remember what it is for the life of me. And so we're just gonna keep plowing forward. Also, finally, another reason that I wanted to watch Domino Day is because I used to wanna be a witch. So, and by that I mean like an actual witch. I'm talking like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I'm talking charmed. I wanted to be able to point my fingers and have like ice cream appear. That kind of witch. Like a real witch. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> And that is enough said on that topic. So let's move on to talk about the first 10 minutes of the pilot episode of Domino Day. Now in this day and age of low attention spans and quick fingers, you need to be able to suck in an audience like that. I clicked my fingers in case that didn't come across. In those first 10 minutes, people typically know whether or not they want to continue watching a episode. And unlike me, who will at least commit to the whole pilot episode, once I've pressed play, I'm watching it for better or for worse, I'm there. But not everybody's built like me. There are psychos out there who will just stop and leave a bloody trail of partly watched pilots in their wake. And yeah, that is why those first 10 minutes are important. And that is why I take a look at them when I analyse the pilot episode of a new series. With that being explained, this is the first 10 minutes of Domino Day. So we meet a woman, Domino, whose nose is dripping with blood and she is staring at her reflection in a shattered mirror. She cleans herself up, reapplies her lipstick and heads out of the ladies toilet and walks down the hallway like a model. We get a close-up of this woman and a name, her name, flashes on screen as the title, Domino Day. It's in like a neon blue and then it shifts to red. We come back in on a bar and she sat alone with an empty drink. The bartender then slides her a new drink on the house, assuming that she has been stood up, which she confirms she is supposed to be meeting a man that she met on a dating app called Deep Like. There is a bit of flirty banter between Domino and the barman Leon. He's seen her come on a few dates before and he kind of makes it known that he's into her. And then her date turns up. It's a little bit awkward. The two of them do keep giving each other the eye whilst Domino is on her date with Jason, who is a stereotypical finance bro. But things then get a little odd, not just because of the comment he makes about her skin, which is an instant red flag for me, but when he runs a finger down her tattoo, the lights in the bar flicker and she looks around afraid as she pulls her arm back and then suggests that they get out there. A woman who is sat at the bar observing Domino on her date watches Domino and Jason leave together and soon gets up to follow. Domino is now in the guy's apartment looking out over his slice of Manchester and she's impatient, we assume for him, She follows him into the bedroom where we think the two of them will then sleep together but then he starts to get a bit rough and heavy-handed and she is telling him to stop and to wait and he's not listening so Domino takes charge. Suddenly with inhuman strength she throws him off her and straddles him going for his mouth. Lights are then flickering throughout the apartment, which the woman who followed her from the bar can see from the outside. And when we come back to Dom and Jason, the finance bro, we watch as she sucks some sort of golden light slash energy out of him into herself. Her eyes are blackening in ecstasy as she finishes and he passes out. Domino then touches his forehead and says something along the lines of Obliviate, telling him to forget her name, forget they ever met, and then she tidies up like she was never there, she blocks him from deep like, and she dons her coat and stalks the streets of Manchester until she gets home. All of which has been watched and seen by the woman who followed her from the bar. Lounging on her bed, she is back on the dating app, Deep Like, and comes across the bartender, Leon. She looks like she wants to swipe right, or whichever way is yes, but she doesn't. Instead, she rolls over and goes to bed. Still in the clothes that she went out on her date on, which are leather, and I just want to say it right now, that can't be too comfortable. And I think explains the nightmare she had. So in the nightmare, two men, one of which was the finance bro, Jason. The other is someone else who she at first seems happy to see until he attacks her she wakes up in a sweat again should have gone to bed in cotton not pleather and that is the first 10 minutes of the pilot episode of domino day and i think we get a lot out of that intro i mean it's enough to pique our curiosity i mean why is her nose bleeding what's with the flickering lights and the tattoo what does the tattoo mean i mean we only catch a glimpse of it and i saw some sort of snake and that's all we know Is something going to happen between her and the barman? I mean, they had some flirty, witty banter and then she comes across him on the app. Is she going to swipe right? Is she going to swipe yes? (laughs) And what the hell did she do to Jason? Like, what is her power? Who was following her? Why were they following her? Who was that in her nightmare? Why was she pleased to see him? Why was he not pleased to see her? So we've got a lot of things going on just in those first 10 minutes, like a lot of questions. I will also say that I really thought that she lived in London I was like as she was walking around I was like this feels like London but not London it's not as busy it's not giving me the vibes also I saw a tram so I was like is she does she live in South London turns out (laughs) she's not in Croydon she's in Manchester because yes I do occasionally think that London is the center of the universe but ultimately I want to say that those first 10 minutes are great bones for the pilot episode thus far I know I listed a bunch of people during my credits scroll, but there is just one protagonist and that is Domino Day. And what to say about Domino Day, eh? Yes, I rhymed that on purpose. She, <laughs> She is a lone wolf. I mean, that's not just from what we're told in the synopsis. She doesn't seem to have any friends. She works at a coffee shop. She's relatively friendly with the person that we also see with her at the coffee shop but we don't really see her with anyone else. We don't really see her messaging anyone else. She's just stalking this dating app looking for men to feed off of and for the most part she seems okay with that life. I do get the feeling that she has some sort of trust issues, maybe it's to do with this mysterious person that she saw in her dream because she was happy to see it but they weren't so happy to see her. This person is a partner or a friend called Silas, who she claims has gone traveling and he has left his grimoire behind and she tries to get the grimoire unlocked. But whether Silas has gone traveling or left her specifically, it's hard to say, but I do think that something to do with Silas explains why Domino Day has trust issues and is a bit of a lone wolf. Another thing that could explain why she's a bit of a loner is because she kind of seems scared of herself or her powers or her abilities. When we see her toying with the idea of matching with Leon on the dating app, we get the sense that she doesn't want to let anybody get too close because maybe it's because of the feeding, maybe she can't control the feeding, it's hard to say. And that hesitancy in letting anybody get too close to her if she does feel like she's a danger goes to show that she at least has good intentions and she isn't the bad guy in the situation, we think. We also get the sense that Domino Day is figuring things out. I mean, she lives in squalor. Sorry, not sorry. I don't understand what kind of bed sit place that she lives in where her mattress is just on the floor in the middle of the room. I'm not judging here. I'm just saying that I just think it speaks to the deeper question of the fact that she's trying to figure things out. You know, maybe she doesn't want to commit to a bed frame, you know, or a door on her bathroom. I don't know. I don't know. But on the same vein of figuring things out, we see her drawing strange signs. We've got the grimoire that she's trying to open left behind by Silas. I think all of this all feeds into one another. And also makes me wonder if Domino will accept help if it comes to her someone in the episode asks what her power is and me too i want to know what her power is because so far all we've seen is that she drinks some sort of energy from people she flickers lights and she can change the design in a coffee also there's a moment where somebody says about oh she's so powerful she barely flinched but this doesn't tell me much maybe she doesn't know as well maybe we are all figuring this thing out together next to mention on the protagonist list just because is leon and leon is the man in the bar who is giving flirty banter with domino he is a normie for all intents and purposes a good normie let's say but we don't really know too much about him and i wonder if he might end up being our intro into the world of witchcraft and wizardry aka our gus character the gus character is a definition that i use to delineate a character, a new character, who's new to the world and who needs to be shown the ropes. And I take that analogy from the Disney cartoon series, Recess, where Gus Griswold is new to the school, Third Street. I wanna say the school is called Third Street. Not important. He's new to the school and he is shown the ropes by TJ and the gang. And so that is what I mean when I say that Leon could be our Gus character. The Gus character in a sense is the audience and they ask the questions that the audience would ask and it's a bit more of an organic way of feeding us information. Now there is some good chemistry between Leon and Dom and as I said there's not really much to him. He's a nice guy who likes Domino and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about him 100% okay? Okay I just I just hope he doesn't turn out to secretly be I don't know a powerful warlock who's been searching for Domino Day and she's been hiding from him and he ends up being the bad guy. I I don't know okay. I personally, I see antagonists everywhere. Speaking of antagonists, within the pilot episode we have Jason who is the finance bro that Domino meets on the dating app Deep Like and she matches with him it seems for the sole purpose of feeding on him. Jason I think was built to be a stereotypical douchebag. I mean he's the archetypal finance bro and you know Jason, Jamie, we can all do the math here. But the name choice and the occupation are not the reasons that he is the antagonist in the pilot episode. Now when Domino comes back to his flat, though it is hinted that the two of them may sleep together, he actually intends to film him and Domino together and actually sets up an iPad to record the two of them and ends up recording what Domino does to him. There is also, of course, the point where Domino tells him to stop as he's being too forceful in their initial interaction. And he just says something douchey like, oh, don't worry about it. No, solid no. Another mark against him is that he threatens to release the video of Domino. Now, he's not quite sure what he's seeing in the video, but he knows that it's suspect. And he says to her, he says to her, I want you to get on your knees and beg me, sorry. If it was me, I say release the video, release the video because there is absolutely no way on God's green earth. Domino, you know, has a different (laughs) reaction to what I would have. And this all culminates in an altercation between the two of them where he dashes her across the face and well, let's just say he had coming, what happens next? Now, as I said, Jason is an antagonistic device of the pilot that works well. I don't think he is the serial big bad, but he does his job in allowing us to see who Domino Day is and the kind of power she has, if anybody dares cross her. Finally, I'm gonna put them in antagonists, but they're not necessarily antagonists. And these are the other witches that we come across in the pilot episode, and they are part of a coven. We have Kat, who is the leader of the coven. We have Sammy, who is the woman in the bar who spots Domino on her date with Jason and then follows them. And then we also have Jerry and Jules, who also form part of the coven. And as I said, they're not antagonists, but they were just a bit nosy for my liking. Just a little bit nosy. Mind your business. Mind your business. Why are you following her? Why are you sneaking into her space and taking locks of her? Why are you casting spells at her? Why are you talking about reporting her? When was it illegal to be a loner? If it's illegal to be a loner, cuff me, cuff me, okay? I just, I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're not, you know, the bad guys in this situation. It's all a case of misunderstanding. And they make it clear in the episode that, you know, loner witches who aren't part of a coven need to be reported to the elders, but just just leave a domino be, like who asked you? Okay, it is time to take a quick interlude, a little breather to see what TV and film life is looking like beyond the pilot principle. And I always start with books. I trick you, I say TV and film, and then the first thing out of my mouth is books. So I have finally finished reading Yellow Face by RF Kuang. And it was a really interesting read, a really difficult one. Difficult in the sense that you are in the mind of the protagonist who is actually also the antagonist. And you are sat there page after page after page with this, let's just call her a racist plagiarist, her words her words more or less not mine and it's just very difficult to read and there are also themes of isolation and loneliness and the competitive nature of the publishing industry and being a writer which i also found really interesting because i also write and i was like oh is this industry for me maybe this industry is not for me so yes i would recommend yellow face by rf kwang and i am still listening to morning star which is the third book in the red rising series by pierce brown I believe I'm 75% of the way through. And I'm already worried if all the ha- if all that has happened has only led us to the 75% mark, what can go down in the next 25%? What can go down? And also to note that this book is pretty big. I wanna say the audio book is 21 hours. And to help put that into perspective, I think audio books are averagely around the 12 hour mark, if that helps. Moving on to film, I recently watched Mabaroshi on Netflix, which is a Japanese animated film. I didn't not like it. I think I really enjoyed the concept. but It was very hard to understand what was going on without them directly telling you. And I don't particularly like that when I'm watching things. I like to be able to figure things out. I wanna play Agatha Christie here. I wanna be Veronica Mars. I wanna be the smart one in the room. I wanna be like, I knew it, I told you so. And you can't quite do that with something like Maburoshi, but I think I gave it two stars on Letterboxd. Another two star rating for me was The Creator and that is showing on Disney Plus and stars, oh, I always forget his name. I wanna say David Isaiah Washington. Ironically for a film about AI taking over the world and the West being terrified of AI, whereas the East are embracing it, it had no heart. It had no soul, it had no reason. I thought it was mostly boring. There are times where I think that there could have been moments to really emote with the character, but the character essentially was a whiny bitch baby and I don't F with whiny bitch babies. Next. (laughs) Next, I haven't seen, but I will be seeing soon, is Argyle. Argyle is the new Matthew Vaughan movie starring Henry Cavill and a bunch of other people who I cannot remember. And that is coming out soon. And so I hope to watch it when it does come out. Now, I will say, I did see on Letterboxd two reviews next to each other. Not the full reviews, but just what the ratings that they gave it. And somebody gave it 1.5 out of 5, and somebody else gave it 4 out of 5. So I have no idea. I didn't realize the film would be so divisive but i guess we shall see i will let you know on the next episode of what i thought about argyle also american fiction finally comes out that i believe comes out on the second and i have been seeing this movie everywhere i in fact do have a dvd copy but i haven't watched it i don't think it's going to work because i think the copy came from america and we've got different dvd systems unless that system is no longer a system and i'm just out here chatting but I do really want to watch it. So I can report back to you once I've seen it, whether I actually finally pop in the DVD or head to the cinema. There is nothing too new in the land of TV. I can finally say that I have watched all of the Percy Jackson series on Disney Plus, And to be perfectly honest with you, it was a bit too slow for my taste. You'd get to the end of one episode and be like, oh, they've just moved one step forward. Oh, now they've moved one step. Okay, now they've moved one step forward. It was a bit stop and start for me the kids did grow on me, specifically Percy and Annabeth. Annabeth is life. She's the best. I am Annabeth. Annabeth is me. Percy was a little cutie pie. He also grew on me. Grover did not grow on me. Grover did not grow on me whatsoever. He was ultimately just a spare part. You are older than these children and yet they're always schooling you. Make it make sense, Grover. Make it make sense i have been keeping up with true detective night country and so far it's still engaging me still interesting still weird still don't quite understand what's going on the new netflix series griselda spoiler alert i will be continuing with the series but i haven't yet gotten around to watching episode two i'm just trying to like clear out all the other things in my backlog but i'll get there i'll get there and finally black cake is now out on disney plus and i hope to get to that at some point Before we head back to our regularly scheduled listening, do not forget to follow at Pilot Principle on Instagram and Twitter slash X, and also threads if you're a threader, where we can chat about the latest in film and TV and books. In terms of what I really enjoyed about the pilot episode of Domino Day, I will say that there was something grounded about it. It didn't overdo it for the most part when it came to the supernatural elements. I never questioned the believability of magic existing in Manchester. And being able to quickly invest and buy into something that is supernatural, I think can sometimes be quite difficult to do, especially because a lot of the supernatural worlds are supposed to exist within our world or, you know, just operating in the shadows. So I do think Domino Day was really effective in that. In terms of what I didn't like, I did feel like it was missing something, like just a smidge more information, just a little bit more information about the world would have been nice. For example, we do meet a coven of witches and I want to know why they need to report lone witches to the elders. I think the emphasis on the importance of that would have made it feel less random, especially when they started invading Domino's personal space, sneaking into her house, following her around, casting spells and stuff like that. So yes, just a little bit more information for us would have been nice, but I was able to watch it and understand, and that is the main thing. Also something to note is that, yes, magic happens in the episode, but it's mostly kind of like cheap tricks so don't expect anything too special effectsy green screeny oh my gosh how did you make that cow disappear no <laughs> no it's just some cheap flickering and something flies off a table and like doors flap about in the wind it does look quite cheap to be perfectly honest with you but it's a bbc3 supernatural drama i'm not too surprised now before we talk about whether or not i shall be continuing with domino day let us remind ourselves of the synopsis lone witch domino day dates to feed but is soon tracked by a mysterious local coven i think the writing with this was fine i think they did a good job with jason specifically who is the (laughs) the douchey finance bro um yeah they did a good job with him but Ultimately, I think the writing was fine. It didn't feel too cringe. Nothing stand ish about it. Yeah, bada bing, bada boom. I think the setting was highlighted really, really well. I mean, I did think it may have been London in the first 10 minutes, but I'm a Londoner. I assume every city is London until I'm told otherwise. And we are told otherwise. There are signs and things in shops that make us know that it is Manchester. So I think that was done really well. In regards to pace, again, no complaints. A lot happens in the pilot episode. There are not many hold your breath moments, but it did flow really well. In regards to the serial arc, I I don't quite know. This is the place where I like to just wildly speculate but I don't even know what to speculate on here. I mean the elder or the leader of the coven of witches receives a message from her ancestors that she is in danger and she's going to be in danger from domino day so they say. So I guess that could feature into the arc. I mean why? How? What? Huh? Who? All valid questions (laughs) and also within the serial arc you know who is this guy silas why is domino trying to get into his grimoire why was he attacking her in her dreams so i suppose we will find out all of these things within the series and in terms of the end of episode hook domino kind of accidentally deservedly vaporizes jason or sends him to another dimension or something i don't know But in doing so, Silas, the guy from her dreams, returns. However, he seems pissed specifically at Domino because he appears in a house where there is a framed picture of Domino on display and there's some pointed breaking of the picture frame. So yeah, (laughs) he's back and it seems like he's back with a vengeance. Now there's only one question left. Will I be continuing with Domino Day? Pause for dramatic effect. Yes, yes I will. I really enjoyed the supernatural element of the pilot episode of Domino Day and I'm interested in seeing where the magic system goes, how it works, what are the covens, why is Domino a loner? Is there anything else out there except for witches and warlocks? Secondly, it is a relatively short series at six episodes, clocking in at 43 minutes each. I like Domino Day well enough and the whole lone wolf thing appeals to me and I'd potentially be interested in following her for the course of the series. I mean, we'll see what happens after episode two, won't we? But you know, for all intents and purposes, for the series. And finally, Domino Day is a series with a female lead and as we have worked out in recent episodes, that's my vibe. But it might not be yours. So you may not want to continue with Domino Day if you prefer a glossy supernatural series because you won't like the cheap tricks featured in this. If you prefer a bit more immersion in the world of fantasy and supernatural drama, then again, this will not be for you. And finally, it is a bit heavier on the drama side than the supernatural side. And so if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for more of a supernaturally skewed action-packed series, domino day may not be your cup of tea. And all that is left is to give the pilot episode a score. And I'm going to be generous this year, I think. I am gonna... <laughs> I have a tendency to be quite harsh when it comes to ratings. I mean, my average on Letterboxd is two and a half. So <laughs> yeah, it's two and a half. So I'm going to try and just be a bit more gonna try and lean towards you know positive reinforcement so do i want to give it a 3.5 yes am i going to no i'm gonna say four because i think it was a relatively original pilot and thus potential series domino day was a good lead she gave us effusive mysterious stylish just all the things and i think she carried the weight of the pilot episode really well we also have a good host of characters that we are introduced to in the pilot episode which gave us very different aspects of the life that exists within the world of domino day and finally we were teased really well about the mysterious silas through domino's dreams through verbal mentions of him and then his appearance at the end of the episode which pulls us nicely into wanting to watching the second episode of the series And the reason it stands at four out of five is because it was a little slow at points and a little more explanation on the magic would have been grand. Okie doke, now that we've hashed out the fundamental principles, will you be skipping Domino Day, giving the pilot episode a watch after this review? Or have you already clicked over to BBC iPlayer to binge every episode of the series? Let me know over on threads, Instagram and Twitter slash X at Pilot Principal and I will catch you on the next episode.